You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Today's topic, the morning routine. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Again, I am Jesse Mogul, your host of College Success Habits, and I'm super excited to be bringing you this topic because one, it's the fourth time I've shot this episode. And so I'm really thinking this will be the time. And two, uh, the day starts off, you know, everybody has the morning, regardless of whether you're waking up at four in the morning, eight in the morning, noon, whatever your day may look like, uh, having a, a smart routine that works for you is extremely important. And one of the things that we're going to discuss today is just how to make sure that you are really efficiently getting your day started so that you immediately feel like you're accomplishing things. I look at my morning routine and how much it's changed over the years. You know, back in college, um, I did a lot of drinking. And so my morning would start whenever I possibly could pull myself out of bed. Uh, And then there were times where I can look back and I'm like, wow, I was really efficient with my morning and other times when I wasn't. And so we're going to discuss some some ways that I I remember how I did it back then and some of the ways I'm utilizing a better strategy now. I know for some of you who will listen to this over and over again, um, all the episodes, you'll start hearing a tendency of like, do as I say, not as I do. And I'm, by no means am I telling you not to have fun in college, but just be a little bit more mindful of how you're spending your nights so that your days can be as productive as possible. Because for some of you, you might find yourself out partying with your friends late at night. The rest, some of you might also find yourself going to bed at eight or nine o'clock because you've got you know, things you want to achieve in the morning and you are not going to allow a hangover to get in the way. Uh, some of the keys that we're going to cover in this one is making sure that your morning routine is the best one for you and not listening to what everybody else says. Two is understand the identity that you want to take on by having this better morning routine. And three, how to microhabit new ideas and new habits uh, into your current morning routine. Uh, first and foremost, t- picking the right kind of morning routine for yourself is extremely important. In my all my research, and there has been a lot, and, and going back and looking at what I didn't like about the first three times that I shot this podcast, um, a lot of it was just me repeating things that I, uh, that I had read in research because I probably over-researched for this and realizing I was just giving you the same information, and that's not helpful. Uh, you can go and find so many books on this. Uh, one of the books I pulled some of this information from, Atomic Habits, is, is just absolutely magnificent, and we'll go over that a little bit later. Uh, but some of the keys that I saw that kept coming up in my research, uh, were, these were the seven that I found kept repeating themselves. Uh, wake up and exercise, read and watch news, work on a personal project, plan your morning the night before, set a goal or intention for your day, eat a healthy breakfast, and take a few moments to reflect slash meditate. Now, any one of those can be great. And if you did them all, I'm sure you would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was at a conference this weekend on personal growth, and the speaker there, Jade Molina, talked uh, intricately about how he has four pillars, um, faith, fitness, family, and finance, and how, how he wakes up every morning. And part of his morning routine is knocking out all one uh, something in each one of those four areas. 
you know, so since he's a spiritual man, he'll do some praying. Um, when it comes to finances, perhaps he'll think about what he's going to do over the day and where he might be spending money and, and thinking about how he could not do that or do it more efficiently. Spending time with his family and showing them some love. And then, of course, fitness could just be some stretching. It could be some yoga. It, you know, for him, it sounded like he uh, waited till mid-afternoon to work out, which is when I do, but it doesn't mean that you still can't stretch and whatnot. These things work for him. And to just take what he does or take what I do and just blatantly say, well, if I do that, then I'll be successful. That may not necessarily work for you. You know, I do spend five minutes every single morning stretching and, and doing some downward dog and some upward dog and, and cobra because I find that it helps my back and it just helps my blood flow. You know, um, I spend some time at the edge of my bed before I officially get up out of bed. Uh, just sort of thinking about what the day is going to unfold, do some recollecting about the day before, and, and really setting some intentions for the morning. Uh, one of the reasons I have opportunities to do this is because I don't sit there and hit snooze over and over and over again. Uh, the identity of the person I'm taking on is that of someone who is a morning person who gets up out of bed efficiently and is ready to um, get their day going. You know, for all of us, it, it the idea that we're just waking up out of bed ready to immediately jump in, you know, to an exercise routine or, you know, run down the stairs and just be super hyped and ready to go. I mean, that's just your body, your brain, everything is warming up. We're like a car in the winter. You know, some of us, for a newer, fancier car, maybe we warm up faster than an older car, but we're still warming up. And so I allow for some time in the morning to just get myself raring to go. One of the ways that I do this is that I, I stack in a little bit of time in the morning for a couple snoozes. The first snooze is generally pulling me out of a dead sleep unless sleep cycle actually works, which is an app I love. It shows uh, how much tossing and turning I do um, throughout the night. And if it comes on before my normal alarms do, then it sort of gently pulls me out of REM sleep. Sometimes it doesn't work as effectively as I would like, and the normal phone alarms on my iPhone pull me out of sleep. Five days a week, I'm up at my first alarm goes off at 5:10, and I have snoozes built in so that what ends up happening is that the first snooze goes off um, at 5:17, then my next alarm goes off at 5:20, then like the 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 snooze from the first alarm wakes me back up at 5:24, and then the second snooze wakes me back up at 5:27, and that's it. I I sit up put my feet over the bed and just give myself one more snooze and you know which is probably going to go off in about 4 minutes because of the way they're set up to just sort of get my brain going and then boom it's into the bathroom shower brush teeth do hair get myself ready to go put on my clothes and I'm out the door you know by 5:45 and I'm at work by 6 that works for me if you don't need to set multiple snoozes because you just immediately wham the first one and you're ready to go, then do it that way. But if you're finding in the morning that you're hitting snooze a lot, then just accept that that's what you're going to do. and Be okay with it and just set the alarm earlier. You know, oh, but I'm losing 20 minutes of sleep. Well, if you're waking yourself up and you're not accounting for those extra snoozes, then ultimately all you're doing is rushing yourself. Then, you, then when you finally do get out of bed, you're running behind, you're running late, perhaps you're missing the bus to your high school or missing the bus to the college campus, or you're just getting into traffic late. You know, the difference here in Los Angeles between getting into my car at 6 a.m. or getting in my car at 6.15 is an extra 30 minutes of traffic. It just it doesn't make any sense for me to leave the house 
late just because I want those extra minutes of sleep when now I'm going to be stuck in traffic for an extra 30 minutes, whereas I just got in the car at six, I would have literally made it to my job in less than 10 minutes. But I wait till 6.15 and that little 10 minute drive is now turned into almost 45 minutes. It's insane how fast that can happen. So I just allow for that extra little time in the morning to hit snooze and just get myself out of bed at a slower rate. Now, doing what you want to do, setting up your own morning routine that's going to be beneficial to you is extremely important. Also understanding the identity of the person that you want to be like, who you want to emulate in the morning, is something else I really stress highly that y'all start taking into consideration. I have another podcast called From Sobriety to Recovery where I, where I coach my clients and I coach my listeners into understanding that once you get into sobriety, release the identity of the addict and, and step into the identity of someone into an addiction recovery. It's why I don't go to meetings and say, I'm Jesse, I'm an addict. I'll say, I'm Jesse, I'm an addiction recovery. But I'm not going to sit there and tell my brain that it's still an addict when I'm in addiction recovery. Any more than someone, you know, going with, with the science behind the fact that addiction is a disease. Um, and this, I've, I've done enough research. I can say that with, a, with fact. Look at it this way. If you had cancer and you, and you were in remission and you no longer had cancer, you wouldn't go to a meeting and say, I am Jesse, I have cancer. You'd say, I am Jesse, I am in cancer recovery or my cancer is in remission, right? Because that's exactly where you're at. In the morning when you're waking up, you need to have that same mentality. Don't tell yourself that you're not a morning person because then your brain will believe it. Don't tell, don't tell yourself that you're not a happy person when you wake up because then your brain believes it. You know, it takes three to seven days to start getting adjusted to a new habit. And depending on what research you, you read and listen to, it can take anywhere between seven and 21 days for it to really start to become a natural habit. And it can take up to three months for it to be something that you don't even think about anymore. Now, again, there's a lot of research on here, and I'm not going to get into all of that. You can believe whatever you want to believe. If you start to take your morning routine and let's say you want to do some yoga in the morning because you think that stretching is a great way to get your body ready for the day, then start sliding that in. As soon as your feet hit the ground, just stretch for a minute. Don't try to stretch for 20 minutes. Say, I'm going to do 20 minutes of yoga when you've never even had that in your normal curriculum. Just say, I'm going to stretch for a minute. And after you're done with a minute, you'll either stop or you're probably going to think, well, what's another minute, right? But do that before you walk into the bathroom. And then just keep sliding that in. I call it micro-habiting. There's, it's called habit stacking. There's a lot of books on this. And one of the reasons I've reshot this podcast so many times is I found myself just repeating other information. That was like, that's not it. What's my viewpoint on this? And for me, it's the identity shift. When you, when you shift your identity, you'll shift your behaviors, and then you'll shift your results. And this is something that, that came out of Atomic Habits, and it's a great book. And if you have a Blinkist app, I highly recommend you can listen to the shortened version, and you really get everything you need out of it. Um, Optimize Plus One, which is an app I listen to. It's this life coach out of Ojai, California. Uh, he was the one who introduced me to re – he talked about Atomic Habits, which reminded me I had already listened to Atomic Habits. And I went back and went back through it and realized there was a lot of really great things this guy says that would be beneficial for you all to hear. And one of the things he stresses the most is that when we limit ourselves, then we're not using the right identity. Stop limiting yourself and start thinking about what, who's the person you want to be in the morning and throughout your entire day and start to emulate that. If, you're, if you see something amazing in your parents or a professor or your fellow students or you know someone who's super rich and famous like Buffett or Branson, emulate what 
they do. In some cases, those guys have books and they'll talk about it. But people in your daily life, if you see a senior or you see someone who keeps coming back to the high school or college or someone in your workplace that just looks like they've got it on lockdown, go ask them, what is it that you do in the morning? And see what of their behaviors that you could start to utilize to help you shift your identity to becoming someone who is ready for the day and is, is ready to rock and roll. One of the things I continuously ask myself is, are my actions that of the identity that I am growing toward? You know, choose your identity wisely. It's, it's, if you choose the identity of someone who doesn't get ready the night before for class and then wakes up late because they've hit snooze too many times and is trying to grab the laptop and the notebooks and the pens and the books and shove them all in your backpack and you keep showing up on campus without everything that you needed to have a successful day, then you're not choosing your identity wisely. The beauty of our society now is that there's so much information available that if you say that I just didn't know that or I didn't think about that, then it's almost like you weren't even trying. Because if anything, there's too much information. And my goal here is to just sink all that down for you. You know, the idea of whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, they're both right. You've heard that before. You just got to pick which one you're trying to move toward. Uh, There's a quote I wrote down from Optimize Plus One from this guy named Lucius. I don't know idea who that is. But it is not because things are difficult that you do not dare. It's because you do not dare that things are difficult. And all of the things that I'm going to be discussing as this show grows and I start being able to shoot these things uh, in one take, (laughs) it's going to be very important that I continuously come back to this, that if there's something about your morning routine or your daily routine or just your emotional habit structure, whatever it might be, just choosing to change it is a humongous step. And then it becomes less difficult. So what have we gone over so far? Choose the right morning routine for yourself and make sure that you're checking in on the identity of the person that you are trying to emulate. What is the identity of somebody who is successful and what what do you think that they are doing in the morning? And go find those people and ask them because they're around you and it's possible. And the third key is figuring out what habits that you are doing that are working for you and what ones aren't and then microhabiting those new ones into their place. Now, for me, I see, I look back at my college years and I did a heavily, heavily amount of drinking. And there were times when I just wasn't prepared for the next day the way I should have been. And then there was other times where it was time to work and I was amazed by how much I could get done and how efficient I could make my college life. I literally stopped drinking for an entire week, knock out multiple tests, get A's and B's, get all my journalism writings done, get my stories done. It was insane. And it reminds me of this TED Talk that I, it's one of my favorite ones. I'm absolutely enamored with this guy. His name's Tim Urban. And he goes, it's, it's a, if you want to go and search it, it's called Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. And he talks about how we have the instant gratification monkey that's running our lives for a major majority where it's like, oh, look, I'll go play around on social media or I'll watch some television. And it's these things are just, it's you're just procrastinating. And if in time you'll really get to learn that I believe that procrastination and perfectionism are both the children of fear. And he talks about how 
you have this instant gratification monkey that just does whatever it wants to do because that's what its purpose is for. And that for me, instant gratification was drinking, hanging out with my friends, playing video games. And then the panic monster rolls in. And the panic monster arrives because all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I've got a paper due. I've got a test coming. I've got these obligations that I've promised I would make and I can't miss them. And then boom, it's time to you know get your work face on. And what I really want to stress is, is keeping the panic monster at bay by not allowing the instant gratification mon monkey to always be in charge. There's going to be times where you just want to watch Netflix and you want to binge watch one of your favorite shows and hang out with your friends in the middle of the day. I mean, if you're in college and listening to this, for most of us, the freedom that college brings is nothing that we were ever um, allotted in high school. And for those of you who are in high school, you know, I mean, it's like the alarm goes off and your parents are hustling you up and you got to hit the bus and then it's bell, 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 bell. And then boom, the day is done. In college, it is not like that. And in the real world, you go back to a little bit more of a high school kind of uh, scheduling process because you've got to be at work at a certain time and you're told when to have lunch and you've got all these people expecting things from you. So perhaps the instant gratification monkey gets quieted at certain times, but overall in your life, you're going to find that you're wasting a lot of time that you shouldn't be by doing things that ultimately, if you really wanted to do, you could wait. I love watching a little bit of television as I unwind during the night, but I am not allowing myself to turn on TV in the morning during the day at all, because that is not going to help me get things done. I run two different podcasts. I have life coaching clients. I go and speak it on stages. Like there is just not time to be sitting there watching television in the middle of the day. So what I stress upon you for your morning routine is start seeing where some of this instant gratification monkey stuff is showing up and really monitor what it is that you could be doing as far as micro-habiting to sliding, sliding in new things. Again, going back to key number one, if what works for you is jumping on your phone and messing around on Instagram for 30 minutes and reading some news sites and you're able to put on your clothes and, and feel like you, you've been successful in your morning routine to go attack your day, then who am I to tell you otherwise? You know, I do a lot of community building on my Instagram page. And so I am on there checking out to see if anyone's commented on things, replying, like, I want to make sure that my community feels vibrant and alive. So that is part of my job. But getting on there and just swiping through and looking at doggies and, and memes is not exactly going to be beneficial to me. So I've got to make sure that whatever I'm doing is, is, is moving me forward in whatever particular area of my life that I'm thinking of at that time. You know, with the panic monster, it's, a, it's unfortunate that so many of us rely upon him to get us going. But unfortunately, it's there. And so watch that video and, and, and see what he says, especially when it comes to lifelong goals that you have, whether no panic monster will arrive because these are goals you set upon yourself in high school, college, and in the real world at a job. And again, real world with air quotes, you have people who are relying upon you and there's assignments that are due and you've got to get things done at a certain time. You know, he, uh, in Optimize Plus One, when he discusses how to formulate, uh, how to formulate a new habit or get rid of a bad habit. And again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not even sure he used that language, but let me stress, there's no such thing as a good or a bad habit. Um, it's uh, Habits are just habits. It's the outcome that they give. Is that good or bad? You know, and so he talks about the four stages uh, of a habit, cue, craving, response, reward. You know, for 
the the cue is a trigger. It's an external thing that happens in the morning. That's the alarm. That alarm is that cue. It's that trigger. It's time to get up. You're out of bed. Let's figure out what we're going to do today. Now, from there, what exactly you're going to do? You know, if in the morning you start to crave coffee the moment you wake up, and you'd prefer not to crave coffee as one of the first things that you do, then you need to figure out something to do in the morning that allows you to push off that first cup of coffee. And that could be yoga, drinking water. It could be t- jumping in the shower, right? Then you have your response. If, if that coffee is the craving that you have, then the response would be what you do with that craving. If you decide, well, I'm going to take care of my yoga. I'm going to do a little fitness. I'm going to get my clothes ready. I'm going to get in the shower, brush my teeth, start my morning routine. And that is your response to the craving. That could be beneficial to you. And then the reward can be the coffee at the end of it. So just keep in mind as you're setting up a new morning routine, and if you love your morning routine that you have right now, start running it through this filter of cue, craving, response, reward. And asking yourself, the cue is triggering the craving, which motivates a response, which provides a reward, which gets associated to that cue. So all you need to do is just figure out what that reward is and figure out how to, if, if you need to push it off, then start to come up with better responses to that craving. And I talk a lot about this in addiction, but this works extremely well in normal areas of your life. You know, if you are waking up and the first thing you do when that alarm goes off is grabbing your phone and checking your email and your text messages and your social media, and you realize this is not beneficial to you, that you next thing you know, you've burned through 45 minutes of your morning. You don't really feel like you've accomplished anything. Then you've got to figure out a different way of allowing that alarm to trigger you into something else. If the craving is to jump on the phone and immediately see what you've missed while you've been asleep, and your response is then to pick up the phone and then start going through your texts and social media and emails, then that's your reward is getting to do that. And if you know that that's not what you really want to be doing, then you've got to just figure out a different way of responding to that craving. And that could be getting up and adding in some fitness, adding in, you know, for me, I talk a lot about the four components of life being physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And that's spiritual in a non-religious sense. Um, That's physical, not necessarily meaning running. It could just be stretching, emotional, checking in with yourself and seeing, you know, are you feeling like you're in a good mood? What what state of mind did your brain wake you up in? And then, of course, um, there's the uh, mental, which is be thinking about what's going to happen for the rest of your day and, you know, getting your brain fired up. And, you know, I spoke earlier about Melina using his as faith, family, fitness, and finance. Mine is... Is, is similar. It's just a different system. It's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And so I will run myself through those. And by the time I've been up for 10 or 15 minutes, you know, physically I've stretched. Emotionally, I've checked in with myself to see what kind of mood I'm in. And I'll tell you, the best way I can control my emotions right off the bat in the morning is to not look at my phone, to not see if one of my coworkers has sent me a text message or an email about something I have to take care of that all of a sudden, whether it's good or bad, now all of a sudden I'm in like this emotional flux, right? That's, that, that's not beneficial to immediately, boom, spark yourself into that kind of emotional flux. And some jobs are like, no, I need you to be checking your emails first thing in the morning, then get up earlier or just act like you don't get up that early and just say no, <laughs> just say no. 
um, you know, mentally, you know, let your brain figure, get over the fog of sleeping and think about what the rest of your day is going to be like. And, you know, and we talked about with Tom Rigsby in our, in uh, episode two about having your priorities, your, your one priority for the day and your four focuses and thinking about what is it that you are, what's your priority and your four focuses for the day and really locking those in, reading over that list even. And if you're, uh, whether you're religious or spiritual, however that works out for you, then you can pray, you can meditate, um, you can just, you know, really get yourself centered and grounded. All right. And so these are ways to start really building a better morning routine for yourself. One, you know, asking yourself, is my morning routine working for me? And if it's not, and if there's ways that you could do it better, then let's start thinking about those. And don't get yourself caught up in what everybody else is doing, because just because they're doing it doesn't mean it's necessarily the best for you. And that's something I really stressed on people is that if it works for you, it works for you. But be honest with yourself and really ask yourself, is getting up and immediately jumping on my cell phone and answering emails and social media, is that really working for you or is that putting you behind? Number two, step into the identity of the new person that you want to be and really think about what does that mean to you? You know, identity is all about who are you committed to becoming. So start with who and are your habits in line with the best version of yourself? Habits and identity are linked together. And if you haven't thought about that before, then that can be the one big takeaway from this episode is that your habits and identity are linked together. In college, I was very much okay with my alcoholic tendencies. That was, that was sort of my identity was based upon uh, being the guy who always knew about the parties, always the party guy. I'll always, you know, if you were looking for a good time, come find Jesse. He's always ready to, to drink and, and laugh and, and do fun things. And so my habits led me towards that identity. And as I got further along in my college career and was ready to get out, all of a sudden I noticed how much my habits shifted. My last two years in school, I stopped drinking on the weekdays. I started running. I started going to the gym more regularly. I really got focused because I wanted out of school. I was ready to really get into the quote-unquote real world. And so because my identity shifted to that of somebody who was successful in college and was ready to get out, I immediately got better with my habits. And number three is micro-habiting and understanding that instant gratification monkey and the panic monster are inside you. So figure out ways to alleviate the instant gratification monkey's control over you and start thinking about what it is that you can be doing to slide in these new habits so that you can begin to see the success that you know that you have inside of you. So that's it for today's episode. I am super excited. This will be the last time I shoot this one. (laughs) Perfectionism, procrastination, whatever I think is going on right now. Um, I know I'm not done touching upon the morning routine and all this habit stuff. I'm super excited to be getting, you know, just moving forward into so many different topics that I have on successful habit creation, uh, whether you're, you know, in college, specifically, I'm talking to you guys, because that's where I spent so many years, but high school, quote unquote, real world, it's out there. Better habits are there for you. You just have to step into the identity, figure out what's working for you and what's not, and begin micro habiting in those new ones. And I, I can guarantee you, once you step into that new identity of yourself, you understand what part of your morning routine is and isn't is and is not working for you. And most importantly, um, begin to micro habit those those new um, habits that you want in into your morning routine and throughout your entire day. You will see massive amounts of success. Uh, just and just and remember, 
It's some, some, some change, you can see it instantaneously. Other change, like going to the gym and working out, it can take you know months for you to see major gains. But I can assure you, each day that you focus on this stuff, you will be getting better. And one day you'll turn around and you won't even recognize who you used to be because you're this new, amazing version of yourself. Thank you so much for joining me on College Success Habits. Please go on any of the apps you listen to podcasts on and subscribe, rate, review. You can find me on all social media channels at Jesse Mogul. Check me out. Hit me up. Let me know of some other topics you'd like me to cover. I cannot wait to get into a bigger, deeper conversation about successful habit creation with y'all. It's been a pleasure. Thank you once again. Have a great day.